Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to the Austin's Audit Podcast. I know the camera's a little... Well, actually, it's not in a bad position. So if you're watching this on Rumble, uh, it's kind of how I want it. But anyway, for today's show, it is College Football Tuesday. Plus, before we get to any of that, I'll give you the baseball picks and a Monday Night Football recap. So that's it for today's show. So let's first get started with the Monday Night Football recap. I gotta start this off like this. Slow clap for Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Did not expect that. However, you know, this is kind of a spillover from yesterday's show. I still don't buy that the Seahawks will win the NFC West or even be a wild card team, but Considering how sloppy, and I mean sloppy, yes, yes, Russell Wilson did play decently. In fact, hold on, let me open the phone app right now. He did play pretty well. I mean, Denver, once they got inside the two, the running backs had a bunch of fumbleitis, and he had two turnovers inside the five. But let's check this out real quick, just the stats on that game, and then I'll give you my final take on that last little sequence there because I mean I'm like the majority here at this point it's it was a stupid call but let's see let's go to the Bucks score let's go to Denver Russell Wilson 29 of 42 29 of 42 340 yards so he actually did better than I thought remember I thought he'd do 220 and only have 20 yards, but he actually did pretty well. Meanwhile, Geno Smith himself, 23 of 28. He played brilliantly for that. 195 yards, two touchdowns, seven yards per attempt. Not bad for Geno Smith, so that's why I started off the show with a slow clap for him because he outplayed Russell. Russell did okay. I mean, 29 for 42. Going to do the quick calculations on that using my... Trusty calculator here. Uh, da, 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 da. Mm, 29 divided by 42. So Russell completed 60% of his passes today or yesterday, which wasn't bad. I mean, granted, one of those big plays was to Jerry Judy, his first touchdown in 600 days, which kind of surprised that it took that long. I'm surprised that wide receiver can go that long without a touchdown, but Jerry Judy did do that until uh, Russell Wilson's first touchdown throws to Denver Bronco. But my worry, if I'm a Bronco fan, what's your defense? How do you let Will Disley get that wide open on the very first drive of the game? How? I mean, the tight ends in Seattle's offense, had their big game. And Gino, I don't think he'll go 23 of 28 every week. But how do you let that happen? And now as far as the last play goes, I am like the majority on this one. You have Russell Wilson. You traded for him. You think you're that guy. You know, George Payton and 
all of you up in Denver and every Broncos fan around the world and around the country. You honestly think Russell was the guy and yet your coach chose Brandon McManus to try and get a 64-yarder which would have been the second longest in NFL history, only behind Justin Tucker, who did that a year ago in Detroit, if people remember. But you really trusted your kicker over the guy you traded for? That, I would, if I am a Bronco fan, a Bronco player, or even an assistant, I'd kind of look at Nathaniel Hackett and go, well, yeah, okay, that's, that's your choice. But I got to look at you side-eyed a little bit. That's strike one. Albeit it's week one. But when you start off like that, it's no good. It's not good. I'm sorry. But that's that was my take as to last night's game. And then I'll get to the baseball picks. Let's go ahead and segue into those. And then I will go ahead and... Give you the rest of the show to college football. I know. It's supposed to be college football Tuesday, college football all day long. But it's really three topics to cover. So let me give you the picks first for baseball. Yankees, Red Sox, series number one. Blue Jays, Ray, uh, Blue Jays Rays. The second game of a doubleheader is series number two. Yes, they had a doubleheader today, and the Rays did win the first game, 3-2. to two. I think... They'll bounce back, win the second game, snap their three-game losing streak. Which, by the way, um, how the mighty have fallen. Remember, the Rays came into New York four and a half back. They won on Friday, cut it to three and a half. They lose the last two, they're five and a half, and now they're six and a half back. Third team in the wild card in the American League. And, uh-oh, there's a little bit of a problem. Although, I'd still take them to beat Cleveland, but that's still another day. So, Blue Jays, Rays, game two of a doubleheader is series number two for the list today. Series number three, Angels and Guardians. That game is underway right now. The Angels are up 1-0 in the top of the third, but that's series number three. Series number four is the Orioles and the Nationals, Battle of the Beltway. Series number five, Cardinals and Brewers. Big, big matchup inside the NL Central. I mean, Milwaukee, as we check right now, is... They are eight games back, so they need... They need to win all three games just to make the NL Central interesting. Otherwise, the Cardinals are going to run away with this, and I don't think the Brewers can get... The Brewers are two back in the wild card, you know, for that third wild card spot. They're two back of the Padres, so that's the bright side if you're the Brewers. But it's a huge matchup either way for the Cardinals and Brewers, respectively. Let's see. One, two. I did battle the Beltway three. Only because the Orioles are the only American League team that they shot to catch Toronto and or Tampa for that third wild card spot. So three, four. And then, let's see, five. I'll go the Dodgers and D-backs. Who's pitching tonight for the Dodgers? Who, by the way, did clinch last night. So, so much for that MLB uh, uh, clinching error that they released 
Monday morning. So the magic number for the Dodgers to clinch the playoff berth was one. They ended up winning last night. And now the Dodgers are the first official team to clinch their spot into the postseason. So Kershaw's on the hill tonight against Joe Kelly. Or not Joe Kelly. Who is Arizona's pitcher for today? Uh, I don't want to waste too much time on this. Either way. Uh, Merrill Kelly, there you go, not Joe Kelly. Merrill Kelly. I'll take the Dodgers to hold out two out of three. But anyway, let's get to the series. Yankees-Red Sox, series number one. Series number two, Blue Jays-Rays. That is game two of a doubleheader. Series number three, Guardians and Angels. Series number four is the Orioles and the Nationals. Series number five, the Brewers and the Cardinals. And then one series just for giggles and poops. I'm taking the Dodgers and the D-backs as your series, your last series to watch for today. With that said, let's how much time I have left. Cam, okay, nine minutes in. Going to spend the rest of this time on college football. Let's do this first by revealing the AP Top 25. Then I'll give you my thoughts on the games I did watch. Over the weekend in college football, including that incredible, both upsets actually. One, the one in College Station with App State over Texas A&M, and then you had Marshall going into South Bend and beating Notre Dame and making Marcus Freeman the first Notre Dame coach to start his coaching career at 0-2. I believe he's the first Notre Dame coach to do that in the school's history. I believe that's what I heard. A bit. Let's go ahead and do the AP poll. Ratatata. Georgia did jump Alabama, albeit Alabama was favored to beat Texas by a lot more than what they did, so I understand why Georgia jumped there. Georgia won, Alabama 2, Ohio State after their win over Arkansas State. Sorry, Red Wolf fans. I really thought Ohio State had a bye this weekend, and I totally... Didn't realize that. So Ohio State at three, Michigan at four after their win over Hawaii. Clemson continues to win. They are at five. OU's at six. USC, probably the most impressive team over the weekend. Especially how they just couldn't be stopped against Stanford. They're at seven. Oklahoma State, big win against Arizona State. They're at eight. Kentucky going into the swamp and getting a little bit of karma over the Gators. Kentucky's at 9, Arkansas's at 10, Michigan State at 11, BYU double overtime win at home, wearing all blue, beautiful unis by the way, double overtime, your field goal kicker missed two kicks late, but you still ended up winning the game, so BYU's at 11, or not 11, 12, Miami's at 13, Utah, Stays at 14. I mean, when you beat Southern Utah 73-7. to Okay, cool. Congratulations on that. Tennessee's at 15. NC State 16. Baylor at 17. Florida at 18. Wake Forest at 19. Ole Miss, hotty toddy at 20. Texas at 21. Penn State at 22. Pitt at 23. A&M at 24. And Oregon, after their huge humiliating loss to Georgia, does bounce back. 
and they're in the rankings now at 25th. Let's see others that received votes. Um, did UCLA earn any? No. So that tells you how much that that one somewhere. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and give you the matchups to spotlight first, and then I'll give you my final takes on last week. For this week in the top 25, it's not exactly too exciting. You got Georgia on the road in Columbia against South Carolina. Michigan and UConn, the Wolverines should run that away going away. Let's see how much they're favored by right now. Minus 47 points. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Michigan should win that one. Oklahoma, Nebraska. Speaking of Nebraska, my final topic of the show will be Scott Frost's firing and their new hire being, you know, playing the identity politics game just for this show, just for this segment, just for that segment. I'm going to try and play the identity politics game just a little, but it'll get squashed very quickly. Kentucky, Young, uh, Youngstown State, that's not exactly watchable. Baylor, Texas State, no. BYU and Oregon, the only matchup between, between top 25 teams. Jeez, I got stuck. Almost sounds like I got a stutter. Uh, BYU and Oregon, Ole Miss and Georgia Tech, Penn State and Auburn. A lot of eh, matchups, but a lot of good ones too. Alabama looks to come back home and... Kind of reassert some dominance because, what was it, 14 penalties in Austin on Saturday. Most since Nick Saban's been in Tuscaloosa. Uh, and it took Bryce Young getting hot with seven minutes to go for you guys to win that game. Um, okay, Alabama's still a little shaky at most, but still there. Wake Forest Liberty, no. Ohio State, Toledo, nah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Arkansas, Pine Bluff, nah, Arkansas, Missouri State, nah, Tennessee, Akron, no, NC State, Texas Tech, Michigan State, and Washington, Michigan State takes the trip out to Seattle, how much are they favored, Washington by three and a half, I'm going to take the road under, I'm going to take the Road underdog in that one. I'm going to make it final on Friday, but there's that. Pitt, Western Michigan, Clemson, Louisiana Tech. No, Texas, UTSA, no. Uh, Texas A&M and Miami. Texas A&M looks to bounce back from their very shocking loss. And by the way, I did foreshadow this. I took A&M, but I, I kept saying I said it Thursday, and I'm going to set it Friday. Watch out for App State. Even though I took a and I'm like, this is going to be a lot closer than you thought. Remember, I read you guys the lines those last two days, and it was still double digits, double digits, double digits. Texas A&M should win this at home, no question. They're all the talent in the world, yet talent only gets you there. It doesn't finish the games. Uh, let's see. San Diego State, Utah, Utah. Is favored by how much? 21 points, three touchdowns. You know what? From what I've seen of San Diego State this year, at least for these first two weeks, I would not be surprised if Utah just smokes them. And then Fresno State, USC. I mean, my last takeaway from last week is that impressive. I mean, went into Palo Alto, 
where Stanford has won four of the last five matchups that USC has gone to Palo Alto. And yet, USC just looks unstoppable at this point. Now, Herb Street points out that I don't think any other Pac-12 team uh, other than Utah could give USC some fits, but um, I think... The team in Westwood could. Now, granted, UCLA is playing some a really, really soft schedule at this point. But don't – I like USC. I've seen – so far they're just impressive. But I don't know if USC is going to be the best team in the Pac-12. But they're almost there at that point. As far as Alabama and Texas, that was my other takeaway – I don't know what's going on in Tuscaloosa, but and I still have Alabama winning the SEC, but um, you can't have 14 penalties and not do that. I'm sorry. You had, what was it, 10 points? Texas was up 13-10 to 10 at one point, and it took Bryce Young to save you? the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, who I do think might end up in New York again. He might not win it again, but he'll be in there for a while. But I'm, I'm looking at this Alabama going, if you play like that against Texas, what's going to happen when you have to go to College Station or when you have to play Texas A&M at home, although Tuscaloosa is really... Nice place. Probably want to go there one day. Uh, you know, once you start playing in the SEC, once you start playing Lane Kiffin in Oxford, eh, okay. I mean, there's a lot of games on Alabama's schedule during the SEC calendar where you're like, all right, you can't play that way and hope your quarterback will save your bacon every time. But maybe he will. All right, so my final topic of the show before I leave is Scott Frost. You know, in fact, let me go into the news section, see if that, see if anything changed there. Let's see. Let's see if they are still there somewhere. But anyway, with Scott Frost, I mean, it had to happen. I'm sorry, you're one and two. You are a hero in Lincoln, but I think there are bigger problems than what Scott Frost could fix. When you're six and twenty-one, when you're six and twenty-one in close games, that was the last stat I saw on that. Because I did watch that the last minutes of that game against Georgia Southern. Nebraska looked fine. They're just, again, bad penalties, close games, made the wrong plays, and it came down to a kick where you just missed. Well, that's not all Scott Frost's fault. I'm sorry. Now, who the new coach, albeit, and I saw it in the headlines, first black, you know, first person of color. I'll play politically correct here in a second, okay? First person of color to coach Nebraska in any sport, right? Guess what? 
you now have the exact same issue that Scott Frost has. Or had, rather. Can you win the close games? Can you beat Ohio State? Can you beat Michigan? Can you beat Oklahoma this weekend? And I don't think you will. But if the same problems continue to happen, you're going to be the next to go soon, too. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, yellow, or green. You have to win games in order to keep your job. So, as far as Scott Frost goes, I hope he gets another shot somewhere. And he probably will. But if he couldn't make it work at his alma mater, I don't know who can up there in Lincoln. But good luck to Scott Frost and... Nebraska, it's just a long climb back up to the top, which I don't think you're ready for. But that's my take there. That's the end of this show. Thank you for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Don't forget, you can listen to this show on Podbean. Just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast. You can also listen to this show on Spotify, Google, Apple if you know the trick, Dreezer, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and SoundCloud. Pod Chaser, uh, Pod Vine, and anywhere you can find this show, just search for the Austin's Audit Podcast, and you can probably find this show anywhere. It's the internet. To watch this show, you're going to have to go on rumble.com, create your accounts, search for A.D. Gerke. That is A-D-G as in girl, E-H-R-K-E. Again, that's A-D-G-E-H-R-K-E. On Rumble, please make sure that search is set to channels, not videos. Click subscribe and share these videos with your friends. Again, that's rumble.com. Search for the username AD Gerke, and you'll get all these episodes on this show. Whether the audio portions, because I that's how I started uploading them to Rumble, and then now I'm doing the live ones, or at least ones where you can see my face. But that is what you can do to watch this show, to follow this show on social media, or post episode interactions. You can go on Facebook. Just search for The Austin's Audit Podcast Facebook page on there. For Instagram, you can either follow me directly at Austi Spamonti, that's A-U-S-T-I-S-P-A-M-A-N-T-I, or the show's hashtag, which is hashtag The Austin's Audit Podcast. And for post-episode interaction, you can follow me on Twitter at Austin underscore Gerke. Again, that's at Austin underscore Gerke for post-episode interaction. Alrighty, with that, thank you guys for... Once again, thank you guys for listening and watching the Austin's Audit Podcast. I've been your host, Austin Gerke. Peace out, and I'll see you guys tomorrow.